Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, guys. We're your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting love from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Yes, it is my pleasure as always, and this is one of my favorite topics, so really looking forward to it. So today we're going to be talking about something a lot of you guys have been requesting. And, um, you know, it's funny, as Julie was telling me what we are going to be presenting today, I was actually thinking back to all the times that I presented this, and Julie and I presented this live, and how, how many times we've pre- presented this very same material on our individual coaching calls, and how impactful it's been, because it really applies to everybody. Um, but it's it's fascinating in the kind of the fo- Facebook generation, which all of us are sort of becoming. It's even more important because we've so, all of us have forgotten about how to like effectively communicate in person with people. You know, it's kind of just it's just fascinating to see how much uh, st- how many people struggle to uh, communicate in an effective way. You know, to make it so that their message is received, but at the same time, make it so that the person that they're engaging with wants to have continued conversations. And these things are incredibly relevant when you're in a sales environment, which all of you guys are. So assuming you're wearing your, uh, you know, your salesman title with pride, which all of you should be doing, um, this information could be, for some of you, life-changing. It'll be essentially like learning how to read hieroglyphs. So make sure you take plenty of good notes um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, share this with other people. Now, before we get to it, by the way, what we're going to be talking about today, guys, is F-O-R-D. And it, yes, I know that spells Ford because it's supposed to spell Ford, but what it is is a conversation pattern. It's something that you can usually or you can literally apply to your life today to make it so that when you're talking with folks individually or if you're at a party or if you're you know, talking in front of a group, how you will have sort of this je ne sais quoi, this magic thing about you that draws people to you. Um, when you've studied, and a lot of you guys, and if you're not, you should be reading biographies or listening to biographies. I'm a big you know, audible book guy. When you're listening to a lot of those things on successful people, the, the common thread that runs through all of them is their ability to communicate with folks, their ability to basically have that it factor. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know, when someone walks into a room, you know, this is how they usually are described, the people with the supposed it factor. You know, he or she walked into the room and all the eyes went to them. People just, you know, they had this magnetic pull. They were like, a, you know, whatever. You guys have heard folks being described that way. Well, have you ever thought, well, how can I have that same quality or those same qualities as these folks? What is it about these folks that make them so that people are so drawn to them? Well, Here's what, you know, after having coached for a couple of decades and had just hundreds of thousands of coaching calls and studied the crap out of all this so he can help you guys have that same quality, the number one thing that those folks have is their ability to listen and to ask questions. And so what we're going to share with you is um, on the radio show today is we're going to share with you specific techniques and actual, call it a map, a conversational map to make it so that when you're conversing with people, you too have that special appeal. You are one of those one percenter types that people are magically drawn to. So, Julie, I've set the bar as high as I possibly can. Mm, I, I hope your content. I hope you. I hope your outline doesn't suck. I know, me too. 
especially now. <laughs> I know, right? Well, hey, you know, before we get started, I, yeah, yep. I, I wanted to acknowledge Clary Roberts, who has finished his beautiful pre-listing package and has some great pictures posted on the private Facebook page of how to cut it yourself, the design of it, what the folder should look like. It's pretty textbook how we teach it. I know that some of you guys have brokers that are trying to get you to modify this and that, but for the most part, you guys are overcoming that, and it is coming out really beautifully. So thank you for posting your pre-listing package examples, as well as how you're assembling them and your commitment to not just having a beautiful pre-listing package, but to using it. So your next job is to get it out there. Also, uh, Coach Rochelle actually um, posted kind of a fun little Thing that you could turn into either a postcard, a door hanger, a letter, etc. And it's simply, it's kind of clever. It's a picture of a Supra lockbox, which I think pretty much everyone in the country has to use now. It says, in honor of Valentine's Day coming up, I'd like to introduce you to this beautiful girl named Supra. She's single and searching for her next great relationship. She likes to hang out on the front door of homes and condos and get people excited when they see her. If you know someone who'd like to meet her, contact me. She may hold the key to your heart. So, yes, kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek, but cute, and I think, uh, you know, get you guys out there. Maybe you're door-knocking, and you can turn that into a nice, fun flyer. So thank you for posting all of your great ideas. A lot of you are working on your treasure maps still, and I love getting those in my email to review, and the coaches do as well. So get those done if you haven't already, and if they are done, please be sure to actually follow them. Back to you, Tim. Yeah, I mean, that's powerful. And listen, guys, keep emailing us any questions you have, whether you're a coaching member or not. Anyway, anyhow, anytime, just uh, email us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Julie, I'm excited to get started, so let's just jump right in. Yes. Okay, so everybody, when you're taking notes, just write down Ford is simply a memory jogger. Each letter stands for something. It stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, Dreams. These are memory joggers of what to talk about and I'm going to start out with, when do you use this? All right, so situation A, when you're meeting new people at, say, a center of influence meeting, an event, a party, a club, something of that nature, meeting new people, and you're stymied. Some of you guys don't even go to those types of meetings because you're afraid of what do I say, how do I handle myself. Well, we're going to give you the Ford memory jogger to handle it. So when do you use it? You use it when you're meeting new people. Situation B, when you're meeting someone new one-on-one, -on -one, like so the first one is in a group, the second one is one-on-one, -on -one, like a hairdresser, a neighbor, a friend of a friend, etc. Meeting somebody new. You're out walking your dog and you meet a neighbor you've never run into. Great way to use the Ford memory jogger. And situation number C, when you're reaching out by phone or in person to anybody who's already in your database, your past client or your center of influence list. So then we'll move on to how does it work. And I think there's probably a million other places you can make it work, but I just wanted to start out with that. And I'm going to look at my phone situation. Back to you, Tim. Julie, you could just call back in, and I'll let you back in. So, guys, here's the thing. Okay. I'll give you an example, a real-world example. Some of you guys are introverts, or what you've been, you've been labeled as you labeled yourself an introvert. And so you don't necessarily – you're not like the life of the party. You're not the conversationalist. You're not the jokester. You guys get the idea. And and what happens is that we fall into these patterns of being, you know, 
introverts or extroverts and whatever when we're children. And then it's reinforced, either in a positive way or a negative way. But we are leaving ourselves with a belief that we're this way and that's just the way it is. So that's the reason a lot of you guys who are you know, self-labeled as introverts struggle with being in real estate. It's not because you can't be a conversation. It's not because you don't like people. It's not because you can't actually you know, engage with others. It's because you need a more of a regimented pattern to, uh, to communicate. You need this roadmap. So use Ford wherever you go in any situation. Now, here's a flip side to it. And this is kind of interesting. If you're a type of person who's more of a natural extrovert, and you can go in conversation or start conversations with anybody, anywhere, anyhow, you guys actually need Ford more than anybody else, which I know is counterintuitive because here it is, Ford is supposed to be a conversation outline to help you guys, you know, learn how to talk with people effectively. And, you know, here you are thinking, well, I'm a great conversationalist already. I don't need this. Well, yes, you do, because what you're going to discover quickly is the manner in which you're communicating with people and what you're talking about with people is actually not what they want to be talking talking about you if you're more of an extroverted side will have a tendency to talk about yourself too much so we're going to talk about all that and how all this relates to everyone so Julie just jump right in all right I think I'm back perfect so how does it work again Ford start stands for family occupation recreation dreams so say that 50 times while you're driving around today in between showings what have you just memorize it, Family Occupation Recreation Dreams. It's simply a memory jogger to remind you to ask questions in those four categories in order to actually create conversation. This way you can connect in a meaningful way. Remember, there's a great quote from Maya Angelou, one of my favorite quotes that goes like this, quote, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So remember that when you're feeling all nervous about how to handle this, we're giving you one of the easiest ways to handle yourself in these situations. So on to why does it work? Well, point number one, and this is maybe the most important point, using family occupation recreation dreams, that pattern of conversation, it instantly removes your ego by making the conversation about the other person not all about you and your awards and what you did this year and last year and what you're on track to do and all the things that we're used to talking about with each other as agents. It gets the focus off of you. They don't actually care about any of that stuff. All they care about is you know, how you're going to help them out. It also, very critical and also related to ego, it lends versatility to all of the four personality styles. So if you're somebody that typically talks very succinctly and directly or more on the driver end of things, Using Ford is really critical for you. It forces you to have longer conversations, which maybe the person talk, you're talking to really appreciates. And maybe you're Julie, somebody who's super there. shy. Same thing. Go let's ahead. Let's hover there, okay? So, so let's make this yeah. practical, okay? Because you guys know we're all about practical, tactical, and get you guys into action. So when you're using Ford, and let's say, for example, you're, you're understanding the importance of basically being a good person who, you know, you know how to ask questions, asking questions, sincere questions, shows sincere interest in other folks, and that's ultimately what people want. So if you're in a group, if, say, for example, you guys just paint this picture for you. You walk into a room. <laughs> you know, here, I'll even make it fun because you guys can all relate. You walk into a room full of real estate people, right? And what it, you can, can't you already feel the vibe and the energy in the room? Can't you already hear the conversations that are happening around you? You can. And so you're, you walk into these, you know, this ego-filled, competitive type environment. You know, not all those things are bad, just stating it. You, know, you guys have all experienced it. How often do you find yourself talking about yourself in that environment? Or more importantly, if someone starts talking about themselves – how often do you find your mind meandering off into what you're going to say? In other words, you're not truly listening. You're just 
thinking about what you're going to say, and chances are what you're going to say is, dra- is drawing the conversation back to you. So what you feel is this tension of this like ego ping pong match of like who's going to basically make the conversation about themselves. You guys have been in that situation. 99.9% of all of you listening, that is how you normally communicate. When, now, you won't communicate that with necessarily with your loved ones. You won't communicate that with your children. You won't communicate that like that with your dog. But pretty much everybody else in life, wherever you run into them, you run into people, and there's the usual, hello, how do you do? And then, oh, you want desperately to talk about yourself. You guys, you see what I'm talking about here? So what you need to do, the, the, that secret power of communicating, of making people want to talk with you, comes from you literally never talking about yourself but asking questions about them. So if you're if you can relate, if you can understand the importance of engage when someone's talking to you, look to see where your mind goes. Does your mind go to what you're going to say? Does your mind go to what you're going to say that's going to drop make it so, you know, I can relate to that. Let me tell you about my experience type result, you know? When you're like that, people are not going to want to talk to you. If you become somebody who shows sincere interest in people, you all of a sudden make it into this sacred little group of people. That, you know, here's another question for you. To kind of, I think, draw down and drill down why this is really important and relevant no matter whether you're an extro- uh, introvert or an extrovert. How many of you in your lives right now <laughs> – it's a funny question, but it's true. How many of you in your lives right now have one person that actually shows sincere interest in you? One person who actually will slow down, take the time. When you're talking to them, you don't feel like you're playing that ping pong. That ego ping pong is not going on, Right. That competitive ping-pong isn't happening. How many of you have one person in your life that when you're talking to them, you feel like they're actually listening, they're actually caring what you have to say? You know, how many of you, how many of you have ever had a person like that? It may have been your grandma. It may have been your pastor. Hopefully it's your spouse. You know, maybe it's your dog. You guys get the point? People like that are incredibly rare. Incredibly rare because in our society now, we just basically become a big narcissistic, you know, it's basically Facebook. That's what our lives have become, a highlights reel where it's all about me. It's all about I. It's all about the ego. And it's not about showing sincere interest in the other person. But if you guys want to truly be remarkable communicators, the key is to become in that small little sacred group of people that do know the importance of showing sincere interest in in the person that you're talking to and not rushing to the point where you can talk about yourself. So here's a fair example. Here's a very practical example. Julie, my wife, is an introvert. If left to her own devices, she could drill down and be in her little introverted world, no problem forever. (laughs) I'm not calling her Rain Man, but you guys get my point. But she's laughing. Rain so, my you know, cousin, we, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Rainman's a cousin. So, but Julie and I, we've been married for 26 years this year, and I've seen her since we got married be this very introverted, occasionally almost dysfunctional, I, may, I might be exaggerating, but I'm probably not, you know, type person because that's what her entire family was. That's how she was raised. Being an extrovert in her family, there was no room for it. If you probably sh- showed, sh- shown too brightly in her family, they probably had some sort of you know way of making it so that, hey, you have to fit the mold of being an introvert, I'm guessing. Who knows, right? All of us have our the reasons that we are the way that we are. But what I've seen Julie been able to do is she actually, when we're out, you know, and I'm more of an extrovert, but when we're out walking uh, or we're, out, we're at a social event, 
I will actually watch people see Julie from the other side of the room and I come over and want to talk to her. And, with the other, and, I'll, and I'll be back and I'll watch this happen. And then the other thing that's fun is I'll listen sometimes and she's just doing Ford. That's all she does. I mean, when we first moved to Texas now four years ago and we go on walks getting to know our neighbors, and of course, you know, Southern people, they're all very friendly. They want to know about your, your dog, your donkey, and your, you know, your, your longhorn, you know? It's Texas. But what Julie would do every single time is she would then, yeah, well, well, where are you from? Because we have no accent, you know, Ohio accent. Where are you from? Whatever, whatever. And Julie would instantly answer the question, oh, well, we're originally from Ohio. How long have you lived here? And then, well, we've lived, you know, a lot of Texas people have lived here forever. So we've lived here for, you know, we're the third generation. Or really, you're the third generation. How exciting is that? Remember Ford, the first letter is F. And then Julie would start asking questions about the family. Where did you guys come from originally? Where did the conversation would never go back to talking? She would never pivot the conversation talking uh, to go back to talk about her, ever. The whole conversation is nothing about them. That, guys, is powerful communication because she showed sincere interest in talking with those people. And now when they see her, when we go on walks, people will cross the street just so they can talk to her because they like the feeling of, felt being, of, of being listened to. You guys get this conceptually? Do you understand the power of this? Julie, are we, I'm not stepping on any of your points. I am paying attention. No, but are no, we no, – no, no, uh, yeah, I think yeah. this is really – yeah. Oh. You know what it made me think of, and I know I mentioned this It's probably six months ago. I listened to this great TED Talk about the power of conversation. And one of the funniest points I've ever heard, because I see this like being totally beaten to death and overdone, and it comes off so flaky and weird, is people teach this whole mirror and match thing. And you're supposed to talk NLP. exactly like the other person and NLP and use the yep. same language they use and all this. And the person doing the TED Talk about communication said, you know, if you – are actually paying attention you don't have to fake paying attention <laughs> so it's just easier to pay attention for real and I one of the reasons I like Ford and I didn't invent Ford I think it's been around a long time but I oh, like yeah. it because it does get it off of you and you don't have to talk about yourself I you know as an introvert I'm not really comfortable talking about myself with some perfect stranger you know that's not my thing. So it makes it easier. It's such an easier conversation. And when you do it, as you said, on our walks and things, I really, I probably don't even know I'm doing it when I do it because it's been so ingrained. But it works really great. And so I think that leads us to our second point, using the Ford pattern, again, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, requires that you ask questions. Now, questions allow you to control the conversation. People don't realize that, but it's questioning that helps you control the conversation. This is the same reason that all scripts that are written in question format are your friend. Some of you don't use scripts you resist because you think it's overly scripted. You feel weird about it. You resist because you don't understand the power of scripts comes from – all a script is is an organized conversation pattern. And the best scripts are always driven by questions. When you're questioning and you're creating conversation, you are driving the ship without it really seeming so. So that's one of the best reasons to use Ford is it keeps you in control. And, again, some of you guys don't go to events. You don't meet new people. Your center of influence is super small because you're afraid of what to say. You're afraid of getting into conversation quicksand. This will help that. All right? So at any rate, back to you for point number three, Tim. 
Point number three is use the O and the Ford a conversation a pattern creates a situation where the other party is asking you, how is real estate? So specifically, O stands for occupation. So again, Ford, family, O, occupation, R, as we're going to about to get to, I'm not going to, uh, well, heck, it's recreation, and D is dreams. So again, just taking you guys through this, when, you, when you're talking with someone, most cases, unless it's a business conversation, you're never going to get past the F. It's always going to be up the kids, the kids' sports, the this, that, the other, right? That's where people are going to hover. That's where they're going to want to spend most of their time and where you're going to spend most of your time talking with folks. That's going to be, you know, where the best questions are always the best conversations, the best connections are going to come when you talk about families. Now, if for some reason, like, you know, Julie just described, if you happen to run into somebody that's, say, more of on the inlet or on the introverted driver side, they don't want to talk about their families. They're going to probably want to talk, you know, male or female, they're going to want to talk about probably their occupation. So that's what the O is. So if someone bounces off the F really fast or if there's not a lot of Ford or not a lot of family stuff to talk about, then go right to occupation. So the occupation questions, Julie, would be, for example, how are things over at ABC Corporation? You know, is your company still loving uh, uh, loving the relocation into loving the relocation, Julie, is what you wrote? That's weird. Well, Julie? I, I meant to say family, not company. So, sorry. So, did you still love relocating to Austin, for example? That's what that's meant to say. You know, Got what's it. new and, at ABC what, Corporation, all that kind of thing. Go ahead. Right. And by the way, guys, a little hack for doing this when you're communicating with other people um, is use uh, Contactually. Contactually is an online, uh, you know, obviously a program that allows you to drop your database in there. But what Contactually does, and one of the blessings of social networking stuff, is it is easy to stand uh, in contact with folks. But you remember, guys, don't just you can you can message them and whatnot, but nothing's gonna be more powerful than a phone call. And so when you're making your contacts to your centers of influence and past clients, and you're doing it through like a Contactually database, we have no business relationship with Contactually. I know there's other companies that do things that are similar to this. But what they'll do is they'll pull in the, the uh, contacts feed from the social networking sites. So when you're calling them, you're going to be able to have more, you know, you're obviously going to follow our script and it's going to be a conversational outline, but you can, you know, and we encourage you to, to bring in some of the things you might be reading on Facebook. Hey, I saw Susie just learned to ride her bike. I saw that picture. It reminded me of when, you know, so-and-so was, I, you know, that kind of thing. And you guys can have conversations like that. So contactually will actually kind of give you like a, I don't know, inside intel on what's going on in their lives, pulls in content from LinkedIn, other things like that. So just keep that in mind. Jules? Excellent point. Contactually is a great support tool for you to have more to work with. I, I did, for our purposes today, some generic questions like family questions. How are, if you know their kids' names, how are Bob and Susie? If you know they just have a pet, how's Spot, right? Uh, family question is, have you always lived here or did you move from somewhere else? How were your holidays? What was the best thing your family did this year? You know, we use this when we're coaching some team leaders sometimes, Tim, and they have a, a group, you know, a team meeting or an office meeting. And the exercise is to take FORD, Family Occupation Recreation Dreams, and they sit there and brainstorm all of these questions. The only rule is, and you'll see down lower, it says secret. Notice there are no yes or no questions Yes or no answers kill conversation and create a sense of awkwardness. So when you're putting together, say, your family questions, you're going to ask questions that create conversation, not that end the conversation, right? So that's a great exercise for you to do and to make yourself know these questions. So back to you, Tim. 
So, again, guys, the point of having conversations with folks, the, fo- the point of following forward is to make it so you're conversing with them. You're not talking about yourself. We are in, if long-time listeners, you guys are going to see how we're pulling in things from different shows, different things we're helping you guys hopefully master. Um, the ego conversation is very, I think, uh, elegantly uh, the ego conversation all of you guys should be having with yourselves and whether or not it's adversely affecting your lives by the way it is. Uh, read the book Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Halliday. We've had so many people thank us for that book recommendation. I want you guys to go and get that book. Listen to it. It takes what, frankly, was a very obscure topic and makes it very practical, makes it very relevant to I, I you think know, the best book ownership. that we've ever heard or read on, ego. on the ego topic. It's so digestible sure. and it's not obtuse. It's not all you know freakishly explained. I think it's really usable, mm-hmm. especially in real estate. That's right. It's not spiritual. It's nothing like that. You guys will read it and you'll go like, holy tamale, I can now see, you know, now when you're reading that book, go and remember this call and uh, this, this show and tomorrow's show when we're talking about these conversation patterns because you're going to see one of the most powerful ways of keeping your ego in check and making it so that you have that secret power. You are the one that people gravitate towards. You are the people, the person when they see your number on name on their caller ID, they're going to answer the phone. The main element of this is keeping your ego out of the conversations and the best way to do that is literally avoid talking about yourself literally don't use the personal pronouns like i again we're meandering into the obtuse but i promise you guys if you digest that book you're going to really appreciate it and you'll immediately see benefits in, in frankly your pocketbook and your ability to you know get along with other people hey that's all good stuff right guys listen some of you have yet to request your free coaching call and free coaching calls for agents.com um, remember when you do we're going to give you i think it's six books Let's see. I got two of them right here. Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. This big mama. How many pages is this bad boy? Huge. Four hundred and uh, four hundred and thirteen pages. Okay. So this book we're going to give you for free and Real Estate Treasure Map. And this one's something you can probably read over lunch. It's not too bad. This one's ninety pages. Okay. And then Real Estate Treasure Map is the book that is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. And the other one. Um, is a real estate version of Think and Grow Rich by the great Napoleon Hill. And then we're also giving you a lot of other books. You guys can see the images when you go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But you're also going to get, on top of that, you're going to get a free 30-minute, sometimes 20-minute, depends on how many questions you have, a business consultation with one of our new member coaches. So, guys, go ahead and sign up for that. Absolutely positively take action on it. We're just going to give you the books just for completing the form, name, email, phone number, no big deal. And then – Get the treasure map completed ASAP. It's really critical that you have a treasure map. Look, we're into the second month of the year. Our listeners, listenership is increasing every, every single day. And I know some of you guys are new listeners. You have to be because our listenership is increasing at a rapid rate. So a lot of you guys are new. So for just for the new ones out there, if you do not have your real estate treasure map done, a.k.a. your business plan, you are already behind the curve by quite a bit. Download the book, get it completed. It's fill in the blank. It's like nothing you've ever done before because it's not just writing down some goals. It's actually creating a master plan to accomplish the goals finally, right? So, guys, we're going to wrap today, and we're going to pick up where we left off today, tomorrow. In the meantime, remember, if you need us for anything, what do you do? You go to Tim. You email Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And if you want to listen to any of our past podcasts, it's easy to do. Just go to timandjulieharris.com. I don't know how many shows we have over there, 1,000, 2,000. It's just an absolute ton. Go and listen to all the past podcasts. But, of course, they're also available on iTunes, on Stitcher, 
on just about every place you can download a podcast. They live there. Um, so, guys, tune in and get your education on. And this is going to be your best year ever, provided you take the actions necessarily to make it so. If you need us for anything, reach out. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Thanks for listening. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.